It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Let's take on another issue. I mentioned earlier in the show the next round of COVID relief, and that mainly came out of Mark Donka's letter to uh, Senator Patrick Leahy. But within that, there is, of course, the airline industry. The airline industry's taken taken a fair beating uh, during COVID, obviously with business travel and commercial travel, uh, you know, not at the heights. The airlines lost 70%, some even more of their business. Uh, and even in my travels with limited travel, there were empty airlines. Sometimes there were full airlines as well, but there's more than that to the industry. If COVID relief is really about airline worker aid, then what should the real number be? And is there more to the aid for the airlines than the workers? Does the industry separately from the employees need more help? And if so, is it all because of COVID? Veronique Derugi, Senior Research Fellow at Mercatus Center, George Mason, nationally syndicated columnist, joins me now. The case against a second airline payroll bailout. uh, bailout. Okay, Veronique, you've been here before. Make the case. Against it? Well, so the second bailout, obviously, this is a battle I've lost um, because there was a bailout at the end of December for the airline industry and but now they're asking for another bailout of uh, another 15 billion dollars to keep employees uh, employed uh, for the next six months Um, and if you if you think about so 15 billion dollars is what has been asked which is is on par with what they did at the end of of, uh, December to keep 30,000 employees uh, Employed, even though there are very actually very few risks of uh, further furloughs in that industry because the 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 travel is is picking up. But let's even assume like there are thirty thousand jobs that are at risk. Let's assume salaries for a year of a hundred thousand dollars, which is you know an overestimation. This is an average, um, and for six months that's fifty thousand dollars. Um, so if really this was only about keeping employee employed, you would have a bailout, not of $15 billion, but of $1.5 billion. And what this has been the case for every single bailout that has been passed, which is they're always about 10, sometimes even more, um, 10 times more than is actually needed if this was a worker bailout. But what we know from the economic literature is that bailouts are about shareholders and um, and creditors. And um, But apparently that's not something you're supposed to say, so you present it as a worker bailout. How do they get to that number? How do they justify it because it doesn't come out of air the politicians may write the legislation or at least the proposal which may become legislation 
But how do they get to that number and justify it? So I, I don't know exactly because I've never been in the room where those negotiations were taking place. But we know the airlines uh, have, I mean, have a very strong political connection with uh, with politicians on the Hill. I mean, it's historically, it's been always the case. They're always the first one out of the gate um, asking for a bailout, and they really always get it. And so I think that, you know, it's, I don't know that politicians really ask the right questions. And I don't know, um, I don't know whether they do the math. I, that I don't know. Uh, what, what I know is that they are effectively asking taxpayers to pay for employees that they weren't going to furlough anyway, because, you know, they, they had the money to do it. That's that's the only explanation, right? So they they are selling it as if this is for only to pay for the salaries of those who are going to be furloughed, uh, which, by the way, as bad, as horrible as it is for those employees, it is the right thing to do. I mean, if business is down, I mean, and they can't justify hiring, it is actually the airline will, will have a better chance of surviving in the long run, if they actually adjust to the long term, to those, you know, economic conditions, especially because according to travel experts, I mean, the situ- before we return to normal, there may be another two or three years. We can continue. I mean, the airlines are going to have to adjust to this new, um, to this new reality. But all I know is that this money is always above and beyond, above and beyond the cost of, um, the the threat of furloughing employees and end up probably because it can only be allocated to to payroll, it actually goes to paying employees that were never at risk of losing their jobs. In one of the pieces that you write about this issue with reason, you compare, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, two numbers. You have 35,000 furloughed employees in the airline industry, 40,000 employees across the country uh, for Regal Cinemas who had to furlough, closed its locations, and uh, that affected about 40,000 employees. To your point of if it's really about the employees, uh, is there any argument to be made for the effect that the industry has and just like I've made the case uh, on air about too much retail, which is why we saw a, a somewhat of a COVID correction in the retail environment. Is there a need for correction in the airline industry? There have been weak airlines through various, uh, for various reasons, American for its bankruptcy and other issues. And this isn't anything against the employees, but there are some that are just weaker. Yeah, I mean, this is this is uh, there's a need for um, for adjusting to the economic condition or for for the demand by consumers uh, for and that is true from every industry. But somehow, when it comes to airlines, and this is why I was using the 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 case of of uh, of those cinemas, uh, Regal and and um, AMC. I mean, like no one is saying we need to actually bail, bail them out 
to save their employees. Uh, but when it comes to airlines, somehow the number of employees that they employ um, seems to be sacred and, and needs to stay the same no matter what the economic conditions. And why why is the airline um, favored politically? Uh, I think it's just because it has a very strong, I mean, it has a very strong relationship and well-established relationship with the Hill. I have a suspicion that also um, we know that there are very tight connections between between um, uh, you know politicians and Boeing, and and who are the primary consumers of Boeing planes? You know airlines. So I think it's kind of there's just just really unhealthy relationship, and and it explains a lot of what we see. And that unhealthy relationship could lead to an unhealthy economic decision, which, again, uh, you and your colleagues at uh, the Mercatus Center write about uh, quite a bit. It's why I always appreciate following what you do. Uh, the economic case against the second airline payroll bailout. I like the fact that you hit that point of a payroll bailout as it's being sold uh, to the American people slightly differently. Uh, what can airlines do in your in your analysis of this component? Were you looking at what needs to happen in the airline industry? And again, is it a correction of sorts that some need to fail in a free market system if your business, for whatever reason, isn't strong enough to, to survive? It actually needs to fail. Well, so... You know, I can't say why some are stronger than others and whether they need to fail. The truth of the matter is that uh, they are definitely those that were better prepared to face this uh, this recession, which is, I mean, it really is, I mean, it's terrible and it's no one's fault. And uh, then, so, but some, some airlines were better prepared. But what is more important is like it's, it's, I mean, people have this kind of irrational fear that if an airline goes under and, and, and disappears, that means that there won't be another airline to replace it. But we've had many cases of airlines actually going bust and, and just disappearing that do not anymore exist. And yet no one is at risk of not actually find, finding um you know, airlines to take them around the country if they want to. Um, and so... Um, I think I think there's this fear that is kind of like that is driving a lot of of the response towards airlines. But the, the other thing is like there's a fundamental misunderstanding about the fact that if you're an airline and you're faced with a situation where you need to go bankrupt because somehow you can't face your debt for this particular moment. Bankruptcy is actually a mechanism that actually allows you to um, keep your creditors off for a while as you restructure in a way that is healthier. And when an airline is going through bankruptcy, and we know this because there are many airlines who've gone through bankruptcy, they can still fly safely, they can still serve their customers. When they come out on the other end of bankruptcy, they still have their planes, they still have, you know, all of their assets. 
And and yet, for some reason, people fear that actually, you know, airlines doing something that's fairly healthy to face a current situation is somehow a death sentence that we should not tolerate. It is an interesting dynamic to watch how all of this plays out in Washington, restaurants versus movie theater employees, airline employees, and, you know, exit question with the Biden administration there. Is is this the Biden administration favoring big business? And is there an element of cronyism here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is cronyism all the way. I mean, it's this, each time you have, a, you have this kind of unhealthy relationship between big government and, and, and government, that's, that's cronyism. And the thing is that there's this mystique that somehow Democrats are not for cronyism. But they're, they're so they're like, while they criticize, you know, banks and financial institutions, they're also more than happy to bail them out when needs be. Certainly everyone, whether Republicans or Democrats, have always been happy to bail out the airlines. Excellent piece uh, in reason. And uh, I always appreciate the work that you do, Veronique, you and your colleagues uh, over at uh, the Mercatus Center. Thank you. Thank you very much. 866-95-PATRIOT-957-2874. I'll tweet out her article. Uh, matter of fact, there's a couple of them that I'll put out for you. And I'll put them on my other platforms as well through the day. Airlines keep claiming they need a second bailout to bring back 35,000 furloughed employees. Don't buy their argument. That's up there for you at David West Show. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.